Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. In the mid-19th century in the United States, there was an interesting phenomenon going on. We had just finished the Civil War, uh, and there were a lot of soldiers who had been displaced from their homes, right? They had gone and traveled as, uh, with, with the armies, both from the north and the south, and they had gone to these different battlefields, and at the end of the war, in particular, those from the south who, who had lost uh, the war were left basically where they were. So whatever battlefield they found themselves on, there was no money, there was no troop transport to get them back. They were, in a sense, displaced. But they weren't homeless, brothers and sisters. They had a home, and they wanted to go back to their home. They were, from that point on, homeward bound. This is where we get the term hobo someone who is homeward bound, going home. And after, after the war had finished, these folks would hop on a train, go for a few miles, get off, find a job, a short-term job, and they would work. And then they would, once they had enough money and enough food, they would get back on a train or they would start walking again. And they were always going home. They were always seeking home. And they knew that the places that they stopped, although they had found comfort and security there for a short time, they knew that those places were not home because they were going home. Our lives, brothers and sisters, are very similar to this from a spiritual perspective. We are homeward bound. As the uh, rector of my first seminary said, we're hobos for heaven. We're pilgrims. Thomas Aquinas, in all of his writings, calls Christians on this earth viators, wayfarers, ones who are on the way. You notice in many of his hymns, if you look through the uh, Edmund Campion Missal, you'll see how he talks about patria, the homeland for which we long. For example, in the, um, in the O Salutaris Hostia, until in that native land we rest, is the last line of that. Our Lord in the Gospel reminds us of this, that last line. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be given unto you. This world is not our final destination. Now, I want to be clear, this life that we live is but a prelude to eternal life. And so it's a, it's a part of our life. Our life is one continuous thing. But we shouldn't forget, brothers and sisters, we shouldn't forget about our final destination. In the monastic tradition, they had the practice, of, especially amongst the, um, the uh, I believe it was the Trappists, or maybe the Carthusians, I always get them confused a little bit, um, but I think that they would both agree that they would greet each other 
with the words, remember your death, brother. Remember that you will die. And not in a morbid, not in a a sad sense, but remember where you're going. Remember what this life is for. That all of these things, all of these stops on the way are very passing. This is why the Lord invites us to not be solicitous or not be anxious about the things of the world. He says, no one can serve two masters, which is a real true statement. If you've ever tried to multitask, you know that you can't do two things exactly at the same time. No one can serve two masters. No one can both intend to love God and not intend to love God at, his, at the same time. No one can intend to love God and hate his neighbor who is made in the image of God. If we know that old monastic axiom, memento mori, remember death, it provides us with an orientation for our life in which we can see it as a whole, in which all of the parts come together, and in which even the things that cause us on a human level anxiety or worry or difficulty can seem to be a, can seem to be a part of the providence of God in our life. If then we know our destination, how are we to travel? Well, the hobos of the 19th century, they traveled rather lightly. As you can imagine, if you're trying to jump onto a train, you don't want a lot of extra weight. John of the Cross, the great mystic, Spanish mystic, he talks about how even a very small cord is enough to hold a bird down from flying to the heights. You want to be free. If we have too much stuff, we'll never make it to, it will be hard for us. It will be more difficult for us to say yes to the Lord because we're attached to our things. And I don't mean just physical things, I mean people. I mean our Certainly, it could be physical things. Uh, Our desires, our honors, our seeking glory. If we're too attached to these things, which are meant to help us in our life of going towards God, we'll never make it. St. Augustine has that wonderful line. He said, I saw the beauty in created things, and instead of taking, doing what it was supposed to do for me, it caused me to place my hope in, in those created things, rather than looking through them to see the beauty of the, created, the Creator. This is what St. Paul talks about today in our first reading. He talks about how we have to crucify our flesh, brothers and sisters, We have to be free of concupiscence, well, 
We have to crucify our concupiscences. We have to choose to do what is good rather than what is evil. What he means by this right, is we have to crucify anything which opposes our spiritual good, which would hinder us from continuing on our journey, which would make us think that this is our home rather than thinking first of the kingdom of God, letting go of those things that hold us back, back from following, back from pursuing the kingdom of God found in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ says, pursue or seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given unto you. Seek first after him, for he is heaven. Wherever Christ is, being in communion with him is certainly heaven. And everything you need will be given to you. Let's be clear here, not everything you want, but everything you truly desire. Not every, not every passing fancy will be given to you. Not even perhaps there's no guarantee that you'll have all the food you need. There's no guarantee that you'll have all the economic resources that you think you need. There's no guarantee of any of those things. But there is a guarantee of the one thing necessary, communion with the Lord. Everything you need to get to heaven is within your hand's reach, brothers and sisters. We just must take it. See, God invites us to cooperate with him. We're not quietus, right? The hobos who were traveling back home, who were homeward bound in the late 19th century, they had to depend on the generosity of others, remembering where they were going, but they also had to act themselves when they realized that they had been in a place too long, when they were becoming too attached to one place, when they started to when they started to forget their home, they had to pick up and go. Because they wanted to get home. We need to cooperate with God, remembering that He is giving us everything that we need. He is giving us a very share in his own life. And through the sacraments, he feeds us, particularly through the Eucharist. It's like a, a touch of home, a foretaste of that to which we are finally called. Much like probably the, uh, along the way on their journey, Going back home, those hobos found people and places that reminded them of home. See, that's kind of what St. Paul also is making the point of. The, uh, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that he mentions, these are the, the things that we'll find in heaven, right? This is, this is what a, a person fully alive looks like. That's why he says there's no law against these things. You're free. You're free if you choose these things. 
and strengthened by the grace of God through the sacraments and through one another's prayers for each other. Let us remember that we are homeward bound and seek first the kingdom of God.